Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi, let me try to coordinate this again the audio and the video. It's Sunday afternoon. It's actually very pretty here. And um, I'll go a little bit out of order. I wanted to do um, a call to the podcast Fila because today happens to be the 20th Chavsivan, very famous date. And on whose account of uh, it's a, a date of tragedy. <coughs> uh, many uh, prayers and compositions were composed over the centuries. Um, the first Chavsivan, and you can go back on the old podcast if you don't know what I'm talking about. Those are dates basically of two big um, tragedies. There are others. <clears throat> two famous ones. One is the Kadoshi Blah, back in the time of Rabbeinu Tom, around 1170 or so, when the whole town was killed out in France. And secondly, um, the Xeris Takhmatat to Khmelnytsky. <clears throat> now, when the Ukrainians massacred the Jews. <clears throat> Maybe not supposed to say that now because everybody's in favor of the Ukraine, but this is what was going on at that time. Now, the uh, history at that time is not what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Rather, the liturgical results of that. That's why it's a tefillah. And therefore, we're going to uh, call this a podcast tefillah. I'm going to thank, as always, Mishpachas Stefanski for being the sponsors. Uh, when these Jews, when these tragedies happened <clears throat> long ago, people were still very from. Because they wrote all kind of kinos, slichos, and things like that. Uh, there's a famous one from Rabbein of Tom and from a friend of Regensburg, <coughs> it's called, <coughs> and things like that. But um, I want to call your attention, especially if I can mix together liturgy and history, with a very famous poem which used to be recited once upon a time in the Shoals and Chapsibon, accompanied by all kind of, it's kind of a Megillah, not exactly, from the Shach. It's called Megillah Seifo. Now that means that the Shach who lived in uh, Poland this time. Now, he was not where Chmelnitsky was. He was in Vilna. That's all the way up in the north uh, west. And the Chmelnitsky Kazakhs was mainly in the southeast. Some of them penetrated up there, but <clears throat> the tragedy in type of the Shach had to do with the Russian invasion, which came in the wake of the Ukrainian uprising. I won't bore you with the history. But, nevertheless, he was a Polish Jew, the Shach. At that time, there was no such thing as Litvaks, the Galicianers, and all that. The Holy Spirit was called the Kingdom of Poland, or if you want to be technical, the uh, Noble Republic of Poland-Lithuania, which was a monarchy of a certain sort. And therefore, uh, if Jews were killed anywhere, and plenty were, it was felt <coughs> everywhere throughout Eastern Europe. And so, um, the Shach, the famous uh, Shach, uh, wrote a Megill, as he calls it, called Megill Seifa. It's a little bit based on Megill Sofa. In Zachary, rather. And the point is, he's giving a description. So here you have <clears throat> a kind of like a kinos, but much more historically graphic. It's actually fascinating. And uh, nobody says this anymore in Schultz. But once upon a time, they used to recite this. At least to my knowledge, what do I know? As far as I'm aware, nobody recites it. It's a historical document, most people are not familiar with. Me, myself, and I, if you get this edition, 
and I'm holding my hand. Those of you in the video can see this, which is uh, from many years ago, the Yvain Matsua and, and with the kudos, <laughs> uh, which came out, I don't know, 40 years ago, 30 years ago, a long time ago. Actually, it's from Toronto. I can't believe it. Tufshin Nunal, 1991. So they also include in the back, as I'm holding in my hand, the Megillah Sefer from the Shach, Manukad. And it's too long to go through the whole thing, but I do want to do at least parts of it. And so today, which is Chav Sivan, which sadly is just not remembered. Most people don't even remember it's Chav Sivan, things like that. Um, if it was a day that you skipped Tachlan, people would remember it. But it's the re reverse. It's a day, if anything, that people would fast, recite extra slikas. That part's gone. I'm told that the Hungarians, after the Holocaust, Ungarsha Rabbanim, you know, have revived um, the Slichos and things like that. But I don't know. So, as I said, this uh, document, this poem, or Kena, whatever you want to call it, uh, is about 20, oh, 15, 20 pages long. I don't have the time to go through all that. Neither do you. Within the framework of this, I'm going to share with you pieces and highlights. And you'll see that the Shach, first of all, is a great writer, but second of all, really tries to be very historical and tell you exactly what happened. It's 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 quite remarkable. <clears throat> okay? And again, skipping the first part, he says, That's a poem. The year 1648. Then the tears of the oppressed rose up. Obviously, as a rabbinical writer, he's going to use a lot in his poetry, a lot of snatches of psukim from the Tanakh, okay? And I don't want to go and explain each and every one. I hope you'll, you, the listener, will understand many of them. That the rekim, the empty ones, which is the Cossacks, the Ukrainians. According to him, he's a Polish Jew, the Shah, living in 1600s in the golden age of the Jews of Poland. So the Jews in Poland were on the side of the Poles. They're against the Ukrainians. The Ukrainians want to kill the Jews and kill thousands of them. And so to him, they're the Rakim. They're the empty people. His Chila Rakim, they started to gather together and to kill some stragglers. You know, like we say about Amalek. Uh, <clears throat> so he started a murder hidden from people. Hundreds. This is the beginning of the uprising in Nisan, he says, of 1648, poor people who cried out and were were, were crushed. And then he gives you the history. The Polish organized an army to go fight them. To fight these empty people, the Ukrainians, the Kazakhs, and pay them back. And when the Polish army came close to the Kazakh camp, this really happened. <clears throat> I think it's called the Battle of Kherson. El Eretz HaTemeim, Hanikra, Ukraine, to the land of the Temeim, which they call Ukraine. <laughs> right? Then the, then the Kazakhs came with, with trickery towards them. Now what he's going to describe, it's so funny that the Shach is writing this in, in a tefillah, in a Megillah, 
He's going to give you the cause, historically, why the Poles lost. And that is <clears throat> that there were whole regiments in the Polish army composed of Cossacks, and they went over to the other side. The Cossacks were actually Ukrainians who were formed in special regiments that were supposed to serve the Polish army. And here, because it was a Ukrainian uprising, they switched sides. And he thinks that's terrible. Even those Ukrainians who were assigned in their books, in their own Bibles, it's been a long-standing rule in the law books of Poland that every year 12,000 Cossacks, no, it was 12 regiments of a thousand apiece, would be in the Polish army to serve the king of Poland wherever he wants. And now they broke their promise. Ubris, and they cut a deal with Chmelnitsky, who they were related to. And they brought in the Goyim, the Muslims, the Tatars, to join them against the Poles. And they surrounded the Polish general with all of his officers. And men, and they killed them all and took their money. Many other generals were killed too. It was Shavuos time. I don't know exactly what he means by it. It was some Christian holiday at that time. It was a Wednesday. Okay? Meanwhile, in another part of Poland, far away, it was down here the Jews were getting killed, the Shach is telling us, and massacred. Far away elsewhere, the king of Poland was dying. The king was in his area in Lithuania, and he died far away. That means that Poland now doesn't have a king. And he died in Vilna. And when he was dying, it was right when they started. He never even heard. The news never reached him that the Cossacks are uprising. And so the point that Shach is making is, if you're Jewish, you're southeastern Poland, don't expect any help because the government doesn't even know that the Cossacks are killing everybody. The Cossacks didn't know the king was dying. We, the Jewish people, Am Hashem, Avodov, Tzon Mar Iso, Hanafotsim Dinis Lito, we are living in Lithuania. Vilna, Hayabochim Isam Melchkoven Luchosov, we were crying over the death of the king who was a friend of the Jews. We also didn't know about the terrible disaster that Hashem was bringing on his people. Meanwhile, we didn't know, but down there they knew. And everybody fled their house if they hadn't any sechel and got on a horse or just started walking to run away, not to fall in the hands of the Cossacks. They tossed all their money, their mashkins, their land. All they had was their body. Maybe they were able to take a little bit of money to buy food. And the Shaka sang in a mournful tone. Then on Shavuos, people were, were traveling because there's a Pekuch Nefesh. So just like when the Germans came World War II, remember I said that Shabina Rob had to drive on Shabbos, get out of there. 
So these guys are running away if they could get a horse and wagon on Shavuos. Because they were under Hechrech, they were, uh, you know, forced by circumstances to run away and to try to stand off the enemy. And therefore our holiday of Shavuos, Shavas, ceased. Asher Koladas Yisrael Yasuoso. It's supposed to be that the whole Kal Yisrael does it, but now it ended. And many fled to Nemirov, which was a very hush of a Jewish city. And again, there was no TV, I mean, a telephone to that time, so nobody knew that the king was dead. And they were hoping and davening that the king of Poland by now will have heard about it and sent an army to rescue us, and they weren't aware that there was no king of Poland, he was dead. We're davening to Hashem, that Hashem should send us a Yeshua in the person of the Polish army led by the king. But when they heard news, he hit them that the king is dead and there is no king. They sobbed up the creek that that Hashem has designated them for trouble, for massacre. The Ukrainians, when they heard the king of Poland was dead, all the Polish side, the Goyim, got scared, and they were seized by terror. They couldn't go in the roads, like in Shiraz Devorah. The highways became impossible. Fifty Cossacks showed up sneaky at Nemirov. And they started blowing on trumpets and chauffeurs. And it was a fake. They came and they made the Polish sounds, the trumpet sounds, so that the people in Nemirov would think, that the, that the army of rescue is coming to save them, including the Jews. And they will open the gates for what they expect is the army of rescue, but instead it will come in the Cossacks. The Shach says, it was a Maise Satan, they did other things, and they are able to come in there and start killing everybody, especially the Jews. They killed 6,000 Jews. They just stabbed everybody and cut them up. Kedoshim, Geonim, Rabonim, Chachamim, Nevonim, Zekanim, Yeshishim, Bachurim, Besulos, Chasonim, Bekalos, Tuf, Menoshim. Ubefrat, Hagon Marina, Rabbi Yechiel, Michal, Chacham, Chorashim, and the Rav, who apparently was a big Godol, Rabbi Yechiel, Michal, Bekamameyaz, Tova, Bamayim, and they drowned. No, the Kazakhs had fun. So they didn't simply kill them. They drowned a lot of people in the moat. And all kind of tortures. And they slit the throats of the Meshorim. You see, this is Poland in the old days. They used to have choirs. Isn't that funny? A Meshorim means a Chazim. It has two guys on the side. One on this side, one on that side. 
That's the old school, before Reform Judaism started. These have Meshorim. So they shechted with Chalafas, with their swords, might even mean they shochet knives. This is the Kazakh's idea of a sick joke. In front of the Yorn Kodesh, the Chazonim, the Shamash, and the Meshorim. Shom held up in Israel, Oralus, with Karbonus Vishim. And that's where the Jewish people offered up a lot of Karbonus. Up to Asim, Ke'ilim, Kwasim, Tehoshim. It's as if they did an Akeda over there, tied him up. Lorech Nichoch Yalashoch and Tarshishim. Now, it might mean that the Kazakhs tied them up and they had fun with them before they killed them. So there was a kind of a Kedas Yitzhak, but in a sick dog way. Biachar came, after they killed everybody, Hechriva Beis Migdashmat, they burned the shul down, Shom Shogut Sermbaroksham, they screamed, Hotsiya called Sefer Torahs, and to desecrate, they took out all the Sefer Torahs, Yeshonim Gam Chadashim, the old ones and the new ones. This is all from the Shach. Ukarom, and they tore him like Zarm, they ripped him up. When the son Lamirmas Ragli Adam, they put in the ground, people should trample on them. Adam, but Behema, Susim, and Parshim. Parshim are riders. But Gamosim, and Sandol, and Manolim, and they took the parchments of the Savior Torah, they used them to plug up their shoes, if there are any holes. Shakor and Paspal, Abkamin, Levushim, and all kind of other articles of clothing were made from various parts of the Savior Torahs. And they, on purpose, as a sign of contempt, turned the Torah down, the the, the facing the ground, and trampled on the Urias on purpose to show their hatred for the Jews and their hatred for the um, for the Torah. Okay? Everything I'm talking about happened on Yom Yom That's today. That's today. The massacre in Nemiro, which apparently left a big Rosham on the Shach, although it's not the only place it was killed, uh, shook him up, and he said, it was on a Wednesday, Chav Sivan, Yerach HaGimba B'chol Mina Shlishan, Yom Shinit Lubo HaMa'ores, Chaser Ksiv, it's when, it must say, um, in the Chumash, I guess, Eshnei HaMa'ores HaGdolos, maybe he's missing a Vav, so Ma'ore comes Me'era, he says, Notice the absence of the Vav makes it Me'era, curse, instead of Me'ora, light. And that's his way of saying it was foredestined from time of Shesha Me'brashis that there's going to be a Chasarn in the Me'or and upbuilding in the Me'era. It's going to be an unlucky day for Kla Yisrael. Shagam Gzeris, this is all the Shach talking, not me. Shagam Gzeris Tatkala, Hoizmiyamahu Esrim Lakodeshahu. The famous Gezerah from the time of the of the Rebbeinu Tam in Tascala in 1171 also happened on that day on the 20th of Sivan. It's a day when we were full of Busha Chalima, of shame. And that is why he's saying that this should be read. In the now you should know that this Nemer of this town we just described, the massacre, it was only the beginning. It wasn't the only one they did. When we shone the foots of many arts, the Kazakhs spread all over the place, and there were many leaders of Kazakh regiments. So each one did his own massacres. One group, like we would say today, a flying column. 
a moving army of Kazakhs went to the town of Tulchin, and they surrounded and besieged the place for eight days. And besieged everybody was starving. And there were a lot of Jews there, and a lot of Polish nobles. And they were fighting off the Cossacks 24-7. And then the Cossacks spoke to the Sarma Pritzim, to the Polish. Why do you guys have to fear and fight on behalf of these damn Jews? They have been the enemies of Christians way back when. And they spoke to the Poles soft words to seduce them to surrender the Jews. We're only going against the Jews. We have nothing against you, you Polacks. We're going to leave you alone. Let us just hand over to us the Jews who deny Christianity. And we'll drink over them a kosher tachumen. And we'll do what we want to the Jews. And we'll gore them like, like you do kind of rain, you know, like like an ox gores. It's, a, it's just poetically saying we'll massacre them. But you, the guy, will leave, leave alone. The Poles believe them. So the Polacks carried out what the Cossacks suggested. And they gave over the Bnei Yehudim in apartment, meaning the Choshua leaders of the Jewish Kehillah. And the Kazakhs proceeded to massacre 3,000 Jews. Some of them they just beat up and struck and killed that way with blows. And some they wounded and let them die that way. All the bodies of the Jews were given over to all kinds of Yisurim and terrible uh, sufferings. And they went to work on the Jews with every type of weapon. They went to work on them, and you can see these in movies. They still do this in Ukraine. They went to work on the Jews with axes, with saws, with um, uh, plows. You get what I'm saying? So those engines like shoot them in the back of the head. That's a quickie. They threw down people on the ground and plowed over them. Ugh. I'll just give you one more. I'll give you one more. This was Tuesday on a Friday. That's an expression. This is in the fourth of Tammuz. I guess he means that it was the month of Tammuz, which is a bad luck in Jewish history. Because as you and I know, and she was a Thomas, they made the ego. They were Nishtabra Lucas and the Urmatumim. But I in but I in how you near Xardin Akashamatukumim. And everybody could see there's a Xardin from upstairs that's hanging over the Jews. Kibioso Nyomashishin Xanush Nepamim. On that day we had two Xeris. Kigamazar Tesame and the Fashanam Ramim. In one town they killed fifteen hundred uh Jews. All the way up near where I live. In Russia, he says, far from Tolchin, about 70 parcels away. 
Parshas Vayinashchus on Bayomus Amram Bisrael Amritzurim. So you know the same parsha where they read from Bamibra, like reading now that people die from the Masonim and from the Kibbutz Ataiva and all that. So that's bad luck. People are dying like that now. But no, the Yedia Brura, the Emes of Tamin, Kaosim Yehudim Asher Kibbutz Amia, Skurim Bechasun, the Jews in this place, Homia were locked up in a in a in a clear in a good fortress. Kishu Hashem Amyuchad Yosem Sharm Tzadikim Chachamim. They made a kiddush Hashem more than anybody else. Ba'asher Gam Sham Bo Arekim Atamim Kekolb Malimim. The the Kazakhs came in like wild dogs. Bebrisim Sharp Prism. Again, they cut a deal with the Poles to sell out the Jews. For him to be on his Yudim Kibsei Shlomim, and they hand over the Jews like you would hand over a keves to be shechted. That's so what they did was they physically expelled the Jews from the walled city, so they had to run away in the open areas. The Cossacks surrounded all the Jews out in the open fields with a big circle, and they stripped them all, and they threw everybody in the ground, a little bit like Hitler, you know. And the Jews were all ashamed, the men, the women, the children were all stripped naked. It's like a sheep getting ready to be shechted, or a sheep, uh, what shall I say, to be sheared. And basically, what they said was like this, if you convert, you will survive. Why should you go and be shechted like animals? For your God? Your God is the one bringing on you, obviously, all these sorrows. Why do you want to suffer for Him? Better to convert to Christianity and worship our idols. Let's all be one people and we'll live together in peace. And you'll live and you'll go off well. We'll even give you your money back if you convert. And you'll be big print, you know, you'll go back to being rich. But I want to tell you what the Shach says. These from Jews, who belong to a people who call a Yomim. Throughout their history, have been, uh, uh, been martyred for Hashem. They all rejected Olam Hazeh. Bachurim, Besulis, Zekanim, Savim, Ulamim, old young men, women. They all gathered together. Old people with children have no wombs. But Salka, but Salka, Dol, Marle, Elion, Shech, Shemayim. And start crying out to Hashem, Shema Yisrael, Hashem, Akin, Hashem, Akad, Melch, Olamim. That's quite a scene. They're reciting the Shema, all stark naked. Ki Olecha, Ragnar, Kolayom, Elohea, Havasamim. Lo, Neshev, and Mesei, Shav. We're not going to be together with these Goyim. Velo, Novo, Im, Nalamim. And they all did al chait. They all did al chait. And they said, you know, we deserve it at certain time in Polo. And they cried their heads off. Right? And when the Cossacks saw the Jews are going to stay Jewish, then they started really screaming at them. How can you be so stubborn? And committing suicide. 
מתיר שופר דומם, כי אתם בעצמכם מסבמי ריגסם, you're causing your own death, because we're willing to let you go. ואתם הגורם לכם הריגה, שחיתה, ותעשה זה בכל ימים. ואשאין לכם חפץ לבוד אצלנו הרם רומן. If you don't want to worship our God, you could. It's, it's a choice you're making. And the Jews said, You know, why are you taking your time? Let's, let's get this over with. Why are you going We're not going to listen to you. Obviously, Hashem has chosen you to be the ones to kill us. Uh, that's a fact. Hashem assigns bad uh, acts to bad actors. So you guys must be a bunch of jerks. So here the Shach is quoting from the Gemara, you know. This is poetical. I don't know if it's exactly these words. And you're the ones who are going to burn in hell. So then the leader of the Kazakhs raised his hand, like, no, let's start killing now. They threw the money all over the place. Kirov Ashire Eretz Ukrainia Baruch Shamal Shari Yehudin. Right? Most of the rich Jews had run away to that place. Kiyom Ahim Achinim Because they said their fellow Jews to help us. And they were all in the wrong place at the wrong time. Vinesu Gam Yehudin Hashem Ekenim Hashem Mechatoeinu. And so, um, he's just describing to you, as I said before, uh, it goes on for another five, six pages. Just wanted to give you a, a taste of this, and maybe you'll make your business go online, or maybe something's going online somewhere, or whatever. Um, but he, of course, says that therefore you should um, make a, a, a permanent fast over here. And the shock concludes. Uh, Notice you should read this, and he says, uh, "I'll." I'm skipping a, a bunch of pages to get to the end. I'm making a personal shavuah for my, my descendants. The day that the Torah was given in the month of Sivan, in other words, but it's the 20th of it. And the Sefer Torah that was given to Har Sinai is now ripped up to, by these claims. Since the 20th of Sivan was the first massacre, and it's a day of bad luck in Jewish history because they had other kilkuls, happened in the time of the Kedoshi blog, time of Rabbein Plus, Chav Sivan never falls out on a Saturday. I know the calendar. Chibarti slichas bekinas bebechi v'sachnunin la'omram biyomzeh b'cholshana b'shana idem v'idonin. So, um, like I said before, the rest you can you know it's about four or five extra pages in this, and uh, if it's just something that interests you, you'll take a look at yourself. This is uh, one of those cases where this did not enter the liturgy. Uh, 
there were places that certain slichas, all the rest of it. Uh, I've heard and I've seen that there were used to be some kailas that they read the Megillah Sefer, and you can understand it's very evocative. It's a little bit like the Book of Maccabees in a negative way, obviously. Uh, but you see how strongly they took the Chav uh, uh And anyway, since today is Chav I wanted to mention that. So once again, I want to thank uh, Mishpacha Stavansky as always, and I hope you'll have a good week. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com.